0: Oh, hey man. Wow. I haven't seen you in a minute, but that is one fine-looking little boy you got there.
1: Thanks, man. He's a whole 3 days old. Oh,
0: no way. What'd you guys name him? Ebenezer. Oh. Uh I kind of thought you'd give him like a nice Bible name like Peter or Paul or Hezekiah, Melchizedek. Maybe not Melchizedek. I mean, you could call him Mel.
1: But <laughs> Ebenezer is a good Bible name.
0: Uh when I think of Ebenezer, old grumpy guy in a Christmas movie is about the only thing that comes to mind.
1: Well, his name was Ebenezer Scrooge, but we didn't name him after Ebenezer Scrooge.
0: Mm, let me think about it. Uh Ebenezer, Ebenezer. Oh, that grumpy zucchini in the Veggie Tales. No,
1: we didn't name him after an animated squash either.
0: So where in the world did you get that? I mean, raise that little Ebenezer up here so I can get a better look at him. You're getting closer. Oh, raise your Ebenezer. That's like a hymn that we never, uh, a verse that we never sing from a hymn. (sighs) Kind of. On
2: this episode of Rural Pastors Talk, why rural pastors should remember to
1: raise their Ebenezer.
2: Wait, are we done?
0: I mean, that's usually how the show ends.
1: It is usually how it ends. But I just
0: felt like I could go home.
1: <laughs> We're it's, done. Time it, for lunch. It's
0: like when a pastor says, in closing, and everyone zips their Bible cases. And My
1: least favorite sound in the entire world.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, set us up, Joe. Oh, well, maybe we should introduce ourselves. <laughs> Hi, I'm Ebenezer.
1: No, you're TJ.
0: I am TJ, and I am one of the pastors at Wellsboro Bible Church in beautiful well- Wellsboro, Pennsylvania.
1: Hey, I'm Josh McLaren, and I am one of the <laughs> elders here at Wellsboro Bible Church.
2: And I'm Joe Wagner. I'm the MAD here at Wellsboro Bible Church. It stands for member care, assimilation, and <laughs> I can't even discipleship.
1: Anyway. <laughs> yeah, I have to stop and think about it every time I say it, too.
0: Okay, the real Joe Wagner. Please stand up hey! and set up this episode.
1: <laughs> All right, great. So have you, Pastor... Ever been like really depressed? No. Yeah, I'm no. We're always the most joyful people in the entire world. Have you ever sarcasm. been? Sarcasm. Like, yeah. Sarcasm button. We shouldn't need that. You don't wah,
0: you're wah. nice and you don't interrupt my setup, so I'm gonna be nice and I end up know. Yours.
1: I, I'm usually texting while you're doing it. But anyway, have you ever been incredibly depressed, lost in ministry, or maybe you faced a problem that you just never ever thought that you would get past? I want to offer you a little bit, we want to offer you a little bit of encouragement today and remind you that your victory doesn't come in how smart or creative or holy you are or how hard you work. Your victory ultimately comes in the Lord who has called you to his purpose and his plan.
0: Mm-hmm. A few years ago, I don't know how many Josh would remember, you were but a boy, I don't know if you had your driver's license, when we first sat down in that church basement. You
1: were legitimately like young.
0: Yes. I you, was married. You knew where the animal crackers were in the nursery. I had an you still under, ate I, them. I had undergraduate <laughs> degrees. Come on, guys. <laughs> so anyway, we had our first episode of Rural Pastors Talk down there, and I was this in the, the nursery. Was it the very first episode it that was you said the, this? Yes, very. First. I think.
1: Well, we're going to get to how it
0: happened. Okay, that sounds good. I'm anxious to hear that. So. Because I remember we
1: had our very first episode of Real Pastors Talk, however many years long ago, and we had no idea what we were doing. None. That's true. And we got to the end, and I think during that episode we talked about "Come, the Found of every blessing" as maybe a favorite hymn.
0: Mm. Did we ask each other our favorite hymn? I think that's how we did it back in yon days.
1: And we got to the end, and you said goodbye, and I said, go serve your king.
0: <laughs> yes, you did.
1: And you said- <laughs> You ripped it off. I ripped it off from yep. Todd Friel, and you said, you can't do that. That's Wretched Radio. And the very next thing that came to my mind was, raise your Ebenezer. Mm-hmm. It stuck. And it stuck. It did. It's weird
0: when you don't say it. Yeah, if you're it's not super here. Weird. Mm, yeah,
2: it's don't. I don't think we say it when you're not here. I think we just end the episode. I
0: think you've tried before.
2: And then you've- shunned me no
0: i think (laughs) it was probably my idea for you to try and then you said it and i thought it sounds weird Mm -hmm. it's
2: weird without the
1: joe voice behind it yeah and so it's for hundreds of episodes
0: now we we don't close out the show with that but it's towards pretty much yeah Yeah. joe the thing is when we sing that song in church ain't nobody knows what it means Mm -hmm. that's why most churches skip that verse
1: Uh, the church where i was pastoring at the time did not have that verse in the hymnal Oh. Like, I specifically, I think if I remember correctly, that song was on the list of worship songs that we were going to sing. And, or maybe it was pre, it was nearby. It was around that time. And I specifically wanted to sing that verse. And I had to go and find it from someplace else mm. and hand it to the
0: worship team as they were practicing. I was
1: like, I'd really like to sing verse two. And they're like, no, nah, we don't want
0: to. I love how. We just pretend that we know what it means. Yeah. We don't. You just sing right over top of that. It's songs like that that have caused us to have a rule that if you say a word that most of the people won't mean, you have to define it. Mandatory.
1: I. Hey, we're going to define it. Let's do that. All right. So the story all the way back in
0: First uh, Samuel chapter 7. Oh, this is going back. From before the early days of RPT.
1: Yes, it is long time back there, a thousand years before Christ.
0: Uh, the Ark
1: of the Covenant had been captured by the Philistines. Josh just did the math. He I'm just, just did the math.
2: <laughs>
1: so the Ark has been captured. The Ark has been captured. <laughs> and they've got the Ark. And they think that they've done a wonderful thing. And they've captured the Ark and they've defeated the they've just defeated the Israelites. But guess what? What happens when they bring the Ark of the Covenant into their own temples?
2: TJ. You made a great joke about it earlier. Yeah.
0: I, I'm not going to lie, guys. I was <laughs> slightly distracted. <laughs> I was distracted potting just now.
2: So what, what happened when the Philistines brought the Ark into their temple of Dagon? What do you think they said?
0: Oh, well, remember the idols kept tipping over. Yeah. And they would walk in every morning and be like,
2: Dagon! <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> they must have been rural.
1: <laughs> they were because they had milk cows and they're like we're gonna get this ark out of here we're gonna send it to wherever these milk cows take it and so they hitched up some milk cows to the wagon and put the ark on that and the daggone if those milk cows didn't take it back <laughs> to the israelites mm-hmm. and it was 20 years before the well a bunch of them died because they treated the ark wrong mm-hmm. You shouldn't touch it. <laughs> Probably to bad. Not idea. even in transit. You should learn that in Indiana Jones movies <laughs> and <than> anything else. <laughs> yeah. That's right. So, 20 years go by. The ark makes it to Mizpah. And all of a sudden, the Philistines realize that the Israelites are, are gathered there at Mizpah and they're going to come and they're going to attack the Israelites. And Samuel comes on the scene. And they say, Do something for us, Samuel. And and he calls them to repent of their own idol worship. When you look when you read this and you see that the Israelites were actually actually worshiping those false gods of Baal and Asherah, you're just like, What are you doing, you crazy people? So what do they do? They repented, and then Samuel cried out to the Lord for help, and uh the Lord helped them. The the Philistines were routed and they were defeated. Uh, The Israelites were able to take over some more cities. And then after the battle, Samuel says, he picks up the stone and says, here I raise my Ebenezer, depending upon which translation you have. And he puts the stone down. And it was a stone of remembering of what the Lord had done. So that's the story, biblically, of how that happened. So how do we take that and how can we apply that, pastor, to your ministry? and? I guess there's here I, I guess that was a rhetorical question.
0: I was ready to answer it. So. <laughs> go DJ go. Well, I was just going to say that, you know, you you get to that song that we sing and it says here I raise my Ebenezer hither by thy help I'm come and I hope by thy good pleasure safely to arrive at home and then it recounts salvation. Jesus sought me when a stranger wandering from the fold of God, he to rescue me from danger, interposed his precious blood. Boy, what rich language and theology is there. But we, we start to see the principle of why that song, why that word is being used or that phrase in that song. I'm raising my Ebenezer and I'm remembering something. It drives me backwards to actually right. remember something that's happened to me before. So, you know, here at our church, we have... Uh, an Ebenezer out front so big that when, when you show up at church, the greeters say, welcome to the rock. <laughs>
1: I get that. Josh, do you?
0: No.
2: <laughs> welcome to the rock. Yep. I don't get it. That's all okay. right. Is it because I'm young? James
0: Bond said that. Uh, Sean Connery. Is James Bond. I know mm-hmm. who Sean yeah. Connery is. <laughs> right. Yes. So anyway, we're... Um, That was a joke, Josh, just for you. (laughs) I'm sorry. This
1: is the best episode in a long time.
0: (laughs) And we don't have that. You know, you're not going to put a big rock outside that says, hey, remember what God has done. You're not going to hold up a stone during your sermon and say, church, remember the things that God has done. What could you do, though? (laughs) He asked us
2: this question before Mm -hmm. as we were prepping for the pod. And we just started firing stuff off. (laughs) Yeah, left and right, left and right. You go first. Uh, well, for one recounting, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) recounting, uh, salvation, like the song talks about, or like what Israel experienced, um, when you have someone who's baptized and they give their testimony, it's a remembrance, a recalling of who they were and now what God has done and how God is now transforming them and bringing them to obedience uh, to everything Christ commanded. So baptism testimonies is one example Mm. of remembering, Uh, the victory he's got as won. Look at that boy go!
0: So, when we do a baptism, what does a baptism testimony typically look like? I was thinking, well, the
2: three things: so, who you were, how Christ saved you, what He's making you into. Mm. I think is that ac- is that yeah
0: okay. So they're literally raising an Ebenezer, yeah, saying, yeah, 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 yeah. It's by your grace I'm here, right. Lord. You've brought me to this point. Here's where I was at. Here's what you're doing in my life. And he, what caused it is you intervening and saving my soul. Uh, so it
2: gets and, at those three things that Joe's mentioned, repentance, crying out, remembrance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I want to interpose here a little bit as well. You're
1: Past- me
0: interpose. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Thematic of you.
1: <laughs> I want to interrupt here. Pastor, when you are in those hard spots and you just... Whatever it is, I think you remembering those baptism testimonies, Mm -hmm. and probably they're written down someplace, going over them again. like I I was just teasing 30 seconds ago, but I mean, even right now, I'm a little dusty in here thinking about some of those baptism testimonies that people have shared, how God has worked through their life. And you remember those, and you remember what Mm. God has done. There's nothing our God cannot do. Mm. And what an encouragement to have those, that you can remember what God has actually done and that you realize and understand that he is actually real. Because so often our idols are not Dagon or Baal or Asherah, but we make our own idols out of our own hard work, out of our own libraries, out of our own whatever you want to call it. And we need to repent sometimes, oftentimes probably, of those things and fully rest and rely upon the power of the Lord to win the battle. And we have those testimonies. This is one example of how the Lord has won battles in people's individual lives and rescued them out of darkness and out of sin by saving them through the cross and leading them on into an actual, vital, vibrant, real Christian life where they trust in him where they never had before.
0: I'm thinking of a couple of my pastor friends in the region who haven't seen visitors in a while and they haven't done a baptism in a long time. And I'm just thinking, you know, there's the potential for discouragement hearing something like that and i here's how i would want to frame maybe a response to that is however many saints are in your church those are still (gasps) testimonies of of god's saving grace and you don't need to think about it in terms of you know i witnessed this baptism but here's a brother or here's a sister who god saved and I get to shepherd them. And
1: maybe the practical application of that then is you go to those saints who are in your church and say, will you share with me your Mm -hmm. testimony? Yeah. And then will you share your testimony with the church this
0: Sunday or this Sunday evening? Mm -hmm. You raise your Ebenezer, let me see it. Yeah, exactly. That's good. Uh, Another thing, you know, I thought about a time that our elders walked through a particularly difficult time in the church, and the Lord Beyond our wildest expectations got us through it in a way that strengthened us rather than, than causing any kind of harm. And, you know, I look back on that and often as elders will say, you remember how the Lord got us through that mm-hmm. situation and that's good for us to remind each other of that. You know, God carried us through. He was faithful to his word, just as he said he would be. So this, therefore, this next hard thing that we're walking through together, let's just pause and remember God's goodness and faithfulness. I think that's the same act as saying, let's, you know, hold up the rock, yeah. the rock of remembering.
1: I think this is going to sound rather pedantic, but oftentimes when you are walking through something like that, that seems insurmountable, remembering that this is an opportunity for God to work.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And for God to show his power I mean it sounds a
0: little pedantic, but <laughs> but I'm still he, looking that word up right now, and how he can yeah. and how he can show his strength and our weakness mhm-, you yelled at Josh for saying tumultuous on Sunday I did you backed up my yelling at Josh
2: I was just I'm sorry, the office where he's like i'm not s I'm not superstitious, I'm just a little stitious I thinking, <laughs> I'm not super pedantic, I'm just a little pedantic. Yeah. i'm like I don't even know what that word means, but
0: yeah.
1: when he when he uses the word pedantic in a podcast, it's
0: podantic. Podantic. <laughs> Yes it is Well uh, Go ahead Josh Well
2: I was Another thing we do
0: By the way uh, I didn't really yell at Josh In case anybody wonders Because sometimes our reviewers Constructive criticism Find me a little too critical of you But my criticism is uh, It's the purest expression of love That I know how to show
2: Better is open rebuke than hidden love Faithful are the wounds of a friend Profuse are the kisses of an enemy Bible
0: Let me quote
1: Conan It is good (laughs) O'Brien? <laughs> to crush your enemies and drive them before you. That's kind of like what our critical...
0: I hope I'm not TJ's enemy, though. <laughs> no, that's right. Not at all.
2: Mm. Um, one thing that we bring our new members through in our membership class is a church history. Um, and it's not just looking at church history like resurrection, ascension of Christ, the history of the church, but also just the personal history of our own church. Mm. And, um, and it's bumpy. Yeah, tumultuous Uh, to use your word (laughs) (laughs) but it is an opportunity for them to have an ebenezer raised before them of how god has been faithful to this congregation that's existed over 100 years in wellsboro
0: and our eldest elder teaches that class yeah
2: we should share with him about that hey brother you are raising ebenezers there you go
0: it's awesome he'd dig it he would dig it uh joe you mentioned something when we were kind of talking this episode out beforehand for 12 seconds and (laughs) you said there were kind of three things in your mind that that combine to form raising an Ebenezer it's not just point to what God has done right
1: I think I would like to be so like to say that I think of these three things every time I say raise your Ebenezer (laughs) but they're certainly there all
0: you're thinking is we're done
1: we're done finally (laughs) Like, I totally, when I, as soon as I say that, I push the mic away by like three feet and let everybody else take care of it. And he goes,
0: It's mm. <laughs> <laughs> more mouth and those noises. Yeah.
1: All right, back to the content. Three things I think of when I say raise your revenue it is repent of your personal idols. That's
0: the R. And <laughs> raise. Uh, yes. Next, A. If you want alliterate, you can do it. Or not alliterate. What's that called? When each letter starts with
2: your. Why?
0: Uh, anyway, forget that I spoke. You <laughs> repent.
1: You repent. You cry out to the Lord for help. You inquire of the Lord for no. You. What's a good word? I think it needs with,
0: to
2: be a Y, right?
0: Raise, raise your. <S-E>. Oh, R-A-I-S-E. oh you're, I thought I was doing the word raise. Oh, it's not an enneagram. It's an anagram, right? (laughs) Is that what that is?
2: I'm I'm five steps back still because I was trying to understand. Certainly
1: not. It is not an anagram. I've got three points and they don't match (laughs) because I didn't grow up in a Baptist church. Number one is repent of your personal idols. Number two is to cry out to the Lord for help. And number three is to remember the victories that he has won before in the past. Did I wrap? You did great.
0: You sure did. (laughs) All
1: right. I got nothing else.
0: Me either. Josh? I'm good. Then, Joe, what should we do?
1: I think we've got a quote, actually. Oh,
0: yeah, we do. (laughs) (laughs) Say that.
1: D.L. Moody once wrote, Moses spent 40 years thinking he was somebody, 40 years learning he was nobody, and 40 years discovering what God can do with a nobody. Mm D.L. Moody. And on that
0: note, raise your Ebenezer. Goodbye. If you want to write in and tell me what it is when you create a phrase using the letter, each letter of a word, you should do that by what, Josh?
2: Email us at ruralpastorstalk at gmail.com, or you can message us on Facebook, facebook.com slash ruralpastorstalk.
0: Like Camp Susquehanna a neighboring ministry, they made core values for their team. And it started, the first one started with S, the second one started with U, the next one started mm. with S to spell out Susqua. That has a name. Yeah, I can't remember what when it's you, called. When you do that. It's not anagram. It's not enneagram. An anagram is when you rearrange the letters of a word to make another word. Like,
1: You know how many guys are in their cars right now screaming out the answer?
2: Without a doubt.
0: Yeah, that's right. Well, scream it out on your email, would you? Tell us who you are. And um, why you like rural pastors talk, or don't, because (laughs) of little moments like this. Well, I'm done talking. Is it
2: an acronym?
0: Probably. Yes, it is. That was easy. An acronym
2: is an abbreviation that forms a word. I don't know if it's an acronym. It's an acronym. It is.
0: Well. Might be. (laughs) Scream it at us, guys. (laughs) Bye-bye.
1: Bye.